Hello and welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I am Beth Shank, host of the podcast, and today's show is part of a series highlighting fellows in the Environmental Health Research Institute for Nurse and Clinician Scientists. Today, Dr. Heidi Honega-Rogers and Dr. Heidi Segan interview Dr. Nancy Rudner. Listen to Dr. Honega-Rogers describe Dr. Rudner's work, after which they will launch into a discussion with her. Enjoy. Dr. Nancy Rudner has focused her career on improving health through the lifespan through patient care, population health, and policy. An associate professor in the University of Alabama School of Nursing, she leads the school's population health education. Her work has included population health initiatives in managed care, state health departments, workplace wellness, policy, and disaster nursing. She is a collaborator at University of Alabama, Birmingham, Pan-American Health Organization, World Health Organization Collaborating Center. In her spare time, she kayaks and coaxes vegetables from the earth. Nancy Rudner. My career in nursing really started a little backwards. Um, I studied Latin American history and I went to school in South America. And when I was there and experienced environmental issues and social issues, I knew I wanted to work in healthcare and be a nurse. So I came back and did um, a second, one of those second career nurse programs and became a nurse practitioner in the North End of Hartford. My mentor, Dr. Daniels, on a spring day, took us for a walk around the neighborhood to understand the environment in which we practiced. And that really changed my world to realize the bigger issues. I could see 25 patients a day, but the next day there'd be 25 more. Um, And then I got involved after pulling out roaches out of kids' ears in policy issues around landlords and rodent control and went and got my master's and doctorate in in public health which gave me this foundation of looking at the bigger picture. But at that point, we weren't looking at environment as much. Um, In my nursing journey, and in nursing, there's so many different things we can do. Um, I've worked in disaster nursing. So I've seen the effects of climate impact with the hurricanes that hit Florida, that hit Puerto Rico, that hit the Bahamas. And you you can only do so much after the disaster. Part of nursing is prevention. It's part of our profession. Is, and we focus on social justice and prevention. It's in our nursing DNA. So I really wanted to look more at the environmental issues and how can we get, get some of this under control of both how we, we mitigate the impact of climate degradation and what do we do to reduce the climate degradation that's going on. So that brought me to looking for opportunities. I was so thrilled to meet online to find Annie, which is a nursing organization that is so welcoming. So I thought, okay, I found my home. I found my nursing peeps here. Um, and it's so proactive. And it just so happened there's this wonderful 
e-textbook on the Annie website that I downloaded just before the, the hurricane hit me here in Florida in 2022. So without electricity, I was able to read that textbook and read about the environment while experiencing the impact. And um, that really, um, I really saw the benefit of Annie as a great organization, uh, very well organized and very impactful because collectively this is how we have a voice. And through that, that brought me to um, the Environmental Health Research, Research Institute, which was a great opportunity. I worked with such um, such interesting nurses and such a different perspective. It presented, you know, it was great colleagues. It was a different teaching modality. It expanded my teaching expertise. Um, I learned more about participatory research, which made so much sense to me. Working with the people who were researching me, not doing it for ourselves, but doing it for the greater good and for the people who are researching. So it was a lot of new ideas. I currently teach at the University of Alabama in Birmingham, where I am, where we are developing into the population health doctorate in nursing practice. And a big piece of that is environment. When we look at the social determinants of health, we also have to look at the physical environment and also the inequalities of the impacts of environmental degradation. Wonderful. Nancy, thank you so much for introducing yourself and introducing us to your journey in nursing and into environmental health work as a fellow public health nurse and a member of the same Environmental Health Research Institute cohort. I am so excited to have you here today and to learn more about the work that you are currently doing. So Nancy, could you share um, with us uh, some of the work that you're doing through the ARI uh, cohort. So what current projects are you working on that are bringing together nursing and environmental health? My, my current, my project with the Henry Erie, I never can pronounce that correctly, Erie, um, I'm looking, using secondary data that the wonderful nurse researchers at uh, Emory have developed where they really work with the Farm Worker Association, definitely participatory collaboration, and collected data on biomarkers and various factors of health of farm workers working in the intense heat. So I'm looking at the impact of the availability of water, toilets, and shade breaks on kidney function using the data set that the Emory researchers have used, and the Emory folks have been just wonderful to work with. They've been so supportive. Plus, through Erie, I have a mentor that really guides me. I have several mentors that guide me, so it's just been very enriching. It's just, and it's it's been a great experience. Nancy, thank you so much for telling us about the project that you're currently working on with the secondary data sets that Emory's been gathering. Can you talk to us a little bit about? farm worker health and sort of why you see um, this research and, and these data analysis, like what, what you see being able to happen um, uh, to help protect the health of farm workers? Um, you know, I've been working with the Florida Farm Worker Association and farm workers in this community for a long time. Um, I 
I had some funding in the past to develop a community health worker program that still continues 20 years later. Um, and the farm worker, community health workers that I train do a lot of education with the farm workers on heat. So this sort of fit in so nicely, but I'm hoping with this, with this um, examination of the data, we can identify what factors are associated with better kidney health so that we can um, possibly, depending on what the data show, this may support the farm workers' efforts for legislation for basic human rights in the workplace of water, toilets, and shade. Well, they're not asking for a lot, but we need some evidence to support them. And if the evidence, um, if that's what the evidence shows, that would be very helpful. Um, and if not, we need to look at okay, what's what's going on here in the data, because. These are human subjects, so there's many, many multiple factors. So my, you know, my goal is to inf inform policy. Fantastic, thank you, Nancy. At policy, there is absolutely an important spot um, for policy work when it comes to environmental health. And I'm interested in learning. Do you think that there may be implications for um, like job site interventions? that can support our farm workers before policy change occurs? Because we know policy change uh, uh, takes some time. You know, having information doesn't always dictate policy. You know, much, much policy is not evidence-based. How much it will change workplace without reg regulations, I don't know. Um, one of the things though that it's telling us that if farm workers are having this with this intense heat, probably roofers are having the same problem and a whole slew of other workers and the rest of us who are walking around on the planet as it heats up. So farm workers may be the first group that we find this in, although the evidence does show that um, workers in Central America have um, CKD, chronic kidney disease of unknown origin. It's called UCKD. And you know, are we seeing the tip of the iceberg of what's going to happen as we heat, as we heat up, heat up and live in warmer environments? You know, many of us live in air conditioning and we're like, you know, it's hot outside, we're comfortable. A lot of low income people are not living in air conditioning. It's really expensive. And even running the fans is expensive. So maybe we're starting, you know, we have seen an increase nationally in chronic kidney disease. There are multiple factors, including uncontrolled hypertension, high salt diet, but the heat may be a factor as well. So this is just beginning to look at the inter interplay between intense heat and kidney function. Nancy, that's such cool work that you're involved in. And, um, you know, I just, I wanted to, move into asking you a little bit more about the work that you're doing, bringing nurses and doctorate of, you know, DNP students into the world of population health and planetary health specifically. Um, just thinking about how do we, how do we help facilitate the next generation of environmental health leaders in nursing um, through the work that we're all, all three of us are doing at our at our universities. Can you talk a little bit about that, that work that you, um, you mentioned about your new program? Well, 
to both of you, Heidi, I really want to tap your brains on doing this because it is a challenge. Um, and I've introduced an environmental health module to and have students look at their um, at their environment of you know the number of heat days, the air quality, um, toxic dump sites, which you know the super fun sites, which is always a shock for all of us to realize how close we lived next to this stuff. And then also, really, it's very important to talk about environmental racism and the uneven distribution of environmental risks. So I've introduced it in the concept of population health and, and looking at the other factors affecting health and encouraging students to look at what affects your patient's health besides the medicine you want to prescribe. It's a process. It's also quite a process to have other nurses understand environmental health is part of what we are. When you look at our history and you look at Lillian Wald and the Henry Street Settlement, it was about the environment. It was about the social environment. It was about the living conditions. That's part of our nursing DNA. After World War I, with the growth of medical model and the growth of hospitals, nurses went to work in the hospitals and we gave up much of our autonomy. And we need to reclaim that now so we can look at the whole picture and be holistic about health. Thank you, Nancy. I, you know, as, as nurses, as nurses and as public health nurses, you know, it's very clear that you can't separate the individual from their environment, right? And that environment is means a lot. It means a lot of different things. And I really appreciate the efforts that you're making to bring this into the into the classroom. Um, I'm curious, um, what how has the information been received? Are your students excited to learn about climate justice and environmental justice? Are the faculty excited to see it in the curriculum? Or are you are you um, experiencing experiencing barriers to bringing it into the classroom? It's new information. Some of the students take to it. Most people are sort of shocked to see what the air quality is where they live, or they're shocked to see you know the real risk for tornadoes and um, climate impact. Making the connection is a developmental process. It's also really it's such a process to help students and faculty see beyond the one-on-one -on -one model, because we've been working in that one-on-one -on -one model for so long um, that, that it's a new way of thinking. And it really takes, for, for a lot of the students, especially the ones who are working in the hospital, and now they want to be nurse practitioners. And now we're saying, but you got to look at the bigger picture. It's process. And for some of the faculty who kind of think population health just means community health with a new name, it's really been a process to say, no, it's much more than that. And it includes the environment. It also includes the clinic processes and population health management. So it's really, as a profession, we need to look at that more. I'm excited that the essentials includes population health. It's light on environmental health. And I think a lot of faculty struggle to how to put that in, into their curriculum. But if you look at the major problems that we deal with, like um, asthma and all the respiratory conditions, how can you separate that from air quality? And the, you know, the air quality website that I use is from the American Lung Association, you know, at lung.org slash SOTA, state of the air, right? 
Um, so they recognize that, and we as profession need to really look at the bigger picture and be advocates in the environment because we're about health. Nancy, I love hearing about the work you're doing, and I agree. We definitely need to have some conversations uh, together with educators about how are we, how do we do this work well, and how do we, um, you know, spark the next generation, and also how do we hold the complex and often really disappointing <laughs> health information and the environmental injustices and the health inequities. Um, how do we? How do we um, move into solving those problems without getting overwhelmed as as nurses? And um, which brings me to ask you um, the question, can you talk to me about, um, you know, you chose nursing as a as a profession. And I know how I would answer this question, but why why nursing? Why nursing and environmental health? What is it that you see that nursing is bringing into this work? Um, you know, locally and nationally and globally? You know, nursing does look at the bigger picture and, and looks at the environment and looks at the social environment and looks at the person in the context of their life. So it's more than the person with this disease X. We drifted. And the role of nurse practitioner has drifted. It's very medical. But the vision for it is increasing access and addressing issues to help people live their best lives. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about the amazing work that you're doing in this space. We need more nurses like you who are advocating for populations who are working to develop leaders in our field. I really appreciate not only you taking the time to talk to us today, but all of the work that you are doing. Thank you so much. was great. I was inspired to hear Dr. Rudner call us back to nursing as public health and always in context of the greater world. Thank you to Dr. Heidi Honega-Rogers, Dr. Heidi Segan, and Dr. Nancy Rudner. And thank you all for listening. And as a reminder, the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast is 100% non-commercial. We charge nothing and advertise nothing. Please tell others about it. Share with your nursing colleagues, family, and friends. Thank you. Talk to you next time.